Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charbuk Podcast. This is your host Kushal Mehra. All right. Today's podcast is titled India's COVID Management Through the Curve. India's Economic Management Through the COVID Crisis. See, COVID got to me too. Well, that's a great start. And to talk about it, I have with me Rajiv Mantri. Rajiv, welcome. Hi, Kushal. All right. So just to give you guys a brief background, why I decided to do this podcast and why we are discussing this is a very specific thread that Rajiv did. I think it was on the 1st of September or the 2nd of September. 2nd of September, Rajiv um, did a thread. Let me put that thread on the screen itself. So uh, obviously today's podcast is going to be inspired by that thread. So this was the thread that Rajiv spoke about. I like that thread. So I invited Rajiv to talk about it. So Rajiv, first let us talk about all the people who were making different predictions during the COVID-19 crisis itself. So let's start there. Because you specifically took uh, three particular gentlemen in their name about what they said. Well, let's start with Abhijit Banerjee. So Abhijit Banerjee, I mean, obviously very renowned economist, Nobel laureate. Uh, but before we talk about the personalities, Kushal, I would like to highlight ki where were we standing? Uh, you know, because in some ways, even for a crisis of this magnitude, I think public memory is short. So if we rewind back to the March 15 to 20 period, imagine the uncertainty at that time. You know, we've never faced anything like this. Uh, governments the world over are panicking. Uh, and and uh, what should be the response? I mean, there's a public health response, there's an economic response. And, uh, you know, our government has to manage all of that. So immediately in the aftermath of those lockdowns, those unprecedented lockdowns, which frankly, I don't know if, only maybe those who lived through war times had experienced it. But baki apne se logon ne to kabhi experience hi nahi kiya is tarah ka. Ki sare time government ne kaha ki ghar mein bethe raho. This has never happened in our lifetimes. At least I can't remember. Uh, for such an extended period at least. I mean in, in certain regions maybe because of uh, uh, local disturbances or rioting could have happened. But not for such a prolonged period. So we go, we go back into that March-April period 2020. And the world is shutting down, you know, uh, economies are being essentially pushed into recession deliberately because there is a bigger problem at hand, which is the spread of a virus, which we don't know what is the cure for. When will there be a cure? If there will be a cure, all these are open questions in 2020 in that March, April period. So in that environment, uh, when it comes to the economic response, what should the government do? Uh, and the analogy I will draw is, see, you are also a business guy. You've, you've run businesses. You know how uh, a company works. So the analogy I will draw is if you are actually uh, kind of, let's say, for some reason, for whatever reason, due to external exigencies, closing down your business or pulling back from production, will you at the same time make a huge capital expenditure? Probably not, right? Uh, like your your approach will be totally different. It will not be key, you know I'm 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 pulling back on production, but at the same time let me announce a huge capex plan. That's just defies common sense. Yeah. But but if we go back to that April period, March April May period, we saw a huge amount of uh, stimulus being announced by almost all the Western economies, and uh, in terms of composition, that's those kind of stimulus programs were heavily tilted towards fiscal spending. So I think the compositional analysis also matters a lot. Ki what are we spending on? What, where is the government uh, focus going towards? 
तो इन्होंने क्या किया इन्होंने सारे खर्चे शुरू कर दिए कि अच्छा इकोनॉमी बंद है खर्चे चालू कर दो किसी तरह से चलाते रहो मतलब कि कीप दैट यू नो आई मीन इन देयर इमेजिनेशन सम ऑफ दिस एक्सपर्ट्स हैड थॉट कि जस्ट स्पेंडिंग मनी विल टाइट दिस पीरियड ओवर बट बट दैट्स नॉट हाउ द वर्ल्ड वर्क्स आई मीन यू कांट स्लैम द ब्रेक्स एंड पुश द एक्सेलरेटर एट द सेम टाइम एंड अमंग द पीपल हु वाज एडवोकेटिंग दिस वाज द नोबेल लॉरियट अभिजीत बनर्जी वाज द रेनाउंड रघुराम राजन वाज यू नो फॉर्मर सीईए कौशिक बासु uh even you know the other uh, ceo uh arvind subramanian they were all arguing for similar programs ki uk aisa kar raha hai us aisa kar raha hai phalana aisa kar raha hai to india kyun nahi karta hai kuch you know this was the kind of build up towards uh uh you know as as india was preparing a package to address the economic economic fallout of the pandemic this was the build up i mean ye mahol banna tha ek tarah ka ki ye hona chahiye yeah i clearly remember at that time uh a factory at that particular point of time was absolutely shut with no no way of restarting it for i think two and a half months uske baad bhi aur 1.5 mahina lag gaya tha chalu karte karte because you know once the workers go away it's not like the workers are going to come back right they they are not going to come back uh, uh, they are going to be where they are and then to get things going it took us 6 to 7 months it was a huge financial burden and In fact, let me tell you, restarting the unit initially for a few months was making us lose more money than keeping it shut completely. That's how bad things had gotten at that point of time, and many many industries in our uh, in our sector had uh, com- completely uh, left the business in the first wave itself. Then, when the second wave came, I think many others like. Uh, I think twenty to twenty five percent of the businesses just went away. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I I remember this conversation I had with Sachin Nanda, uh, Sachin or me, बात कर रहे थे and Sachin had told me at that time he's like we're printing money, this is going to cause serious inflationary trends in the next two two and a half years. But think about it from another perspective. I'm I'm trying to I don't know what could I have governments done Rajiv at that time other than print money and throw it in the market. No, so if we if we look at the different responses by different. Uh, policy makers and government leaders across the world look at the response of the indian government so the indian government said we are shutting things down so we don't need a fiscal stimulus right now right so they they and and the statements the messaging the stand was very clear you look at the statements by finance minister uh, sanjeev sanyal by krishnamurthy subramanian and even others like they were all saying wait and watch we are ready to do a stimulus if required but they were saying we we will we will take a measured response we are not going to just jump into a mega stimulus of this type what india did do and again i come back to that composition of the stimulus which is what is so important i think is that india decided to you know all those people who are uh, kind of let, let's say without any income because companies have for whatever reason followed them or let them go or you know they are not having any income many so much of india depends on daily wage labor सो मच सॉरी डेली वेज इनकम सो अगर आपका आज दिन की दिन का काम नहीं हुआ मतलब आपका कोई इनकम नहीं है ऐसे बहुत सारे करोड़ों लोग हैं हमारे देश में तो उनके लिए गवर्नमेंट ने क्या किया डायरेक्ट कैश ट्रांसफर इन टू द बैंक अकाउंट नाउ दिस इज इन ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी राइट बट वॉट इज रिली क्रूशल इज वाई वॉज इंडिया एबल टू डू दिस कैंड ऑफ प्रोग्राम बिकॉज यू हैड मेड अ कंसर्टेड एफर्ट ओवर द प्रीवियस सिक्स ईयर्स तो दो हजार चौदह में चालू हुआ था जो जनधन प्रोग्राम 
जनधन योजना में बैंक अकाउंट खुले सबके पास मोबाइल फोन आया आधार कार्ड से लिंक हुआ और आज के दिन में मेजोरिटी ऑफ आवर वेलफेयर ट्रांसफर्स कैश ट्रांसफर्स आर थ्रू दिस इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर लेवरेजिंग दिस इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर नाउ अदर कंट्रीज ऑब्वियसली डोंट हैव इट यू नो इफ यू इफ यू सर्च अराउंड ऑन द इंटरनेट यू विल क्विकली फाइंड रिपोर्ट्स ऑफ हाउ इवन कंट्रीज लाइक यूएस एंड जर्मनी रियली स्ट्रगल्ड टू डिलीवर वेलफेयर इन द वे दैट इंडिया डिलीवर्ड वेलफेयर सो इन दैट सेंस आई वुड आर्ग्यू कि इंडिया इज एक्चुअली लीप फ्रॉग ओवर द एडवांस्ड इकोनॉमीज यू नो द द द जैम ट्रिनिटी दैट वी हैव जनधर आधार मोबाइल एंड आवर एबिलिटी टुडे टू डिलीवर these benefits to the individuals account in a fast in a cheap in a leakage free manner is literally without any parallel at least at this scale it's without any parallel there's no country which even even you know the european countries which are like 50 to 100 million population they cannot do what we are doing they don't have the capability to do what we are doing so so the response i think could have been or should have been more tilted towards shock absorption more t- tilted towards uh, kind of assuaging the pain that businesses were feeling that individuals were feeling but essentially what the government did was something you know the opposite of that like they did not do shock absorption but they said ki you know splurge on spending and give doles to each and every one so I- i'll tell you a funny story so in earlier in, earlier this year in may i was in new york city and i met you know some friends of mine who are investment bankers who are you know running successful funds and so on over there and they were all saying you know hum logo ko bhi check mila hai hum logo ko bhi yahan ki sarkar paise de rahi hai ab batao matlab how does this make any sense i mean someone who's in investment banking job or in like an asset management job they are working from home they are getting their salary or unko bhi welfare mil raha hai so the, it just tells you the level of wastage that has happened uh because they don't have the capacity their states don't have capacity we often talk about the indian state having poor capacity when it comes to areas like judiciary areas like law enforcement but in terms of welfare delivery i think india is at this point above and beyond even the kind of advanced western countries so that's something we really should acknowledge and applaud so how much of the uh, how much of this phenomenon rajiv has got to do with the factor that in india's case we do have much more income dis- parity let's say compared to western countries where there is just a gigantic middle class so if they were to do targeted dispersion it would end up being a bigger cost than just plodging the money around and uh, in hindsight it would cost them less money me so so my my suggestion is not ki they should have also done what india did obviously you know the economy is very different the structure of you know uh, welfare needs is very different but even i mean we're talking about direct cash transfers but even the uh, emergency uh, credit lending uh, guarantees the eclgs i think that's the acronym so so the even the eclgs program which basically kind of gave, gave liquidity support gave soft loans and liquidity support to small businesses ki bhai ye jo samay hai isko kaat lo kisi tarah se aur isme ghate nahi lage logon ke to unko soft loan mil raha hai to so it it is it was a matter of more biding the time and seeing through lockdowns until at least you know we know what to do with the virus until at least we have some visibility on uh, whether we can have vaccinations what is the timeline for vaccinations you know uh, until we at least have some answers to those questions so until that came through uh, 
you know india went for uh, kind of these kind of soft loan disbursals to businesses and the welfare transfers but in the west i think they could have focused more on shock absorption instead of stimulation of the economy at a time when there's a lockdown going on how much of it do you think it, the approach of the western uh, countries has got something to do with the socio cultural mindset over there right now which has shifted so far to the left it's very funny because in india we are way more left than they are in most things but it is also that politicians over there are so worried right now and i guess because of the mess they created they thought that the only way out of it was just inko paise de do aur chup kara do me is true i mean one really wonders you know uh, you look at the number of think tanks expert economists you know top tier universities all of these institutions which they have which are supposedly you know advising them on policy and uh, contributing to public debate over there and so on uh, they're not very many uh, you know voices which actually took the other path in the west i mean larry summers was a kind of outlier in that sense Larry Summers had flagged this problem. He said that this is a colossal mistake to go for a, a spending binge of this scale. I mean, we are talking trillions of dollars. I mean, frankly, Kushal, these numbers are so big that our brains cannot process how big they are. Uh, uh, you know, there is a issue that uh, human minds have with processing large numbers. And when we talk about billions versus trillions, there's a thousand x difference. Uh, let's remember that. I mean, billion itself is a very large number, but a trillion is thousand times of a billion. So, so I think somewhere uh, I would not sort of put it out, put it down so much to uh, you know the, the kind of social cultural aspect, but maybe it was I think more to do with just a panic reaction, which is why I think the stand which our government took, which was you know keeping your head on your shoulders when everyone is losing their minds. uh it was that kind of a situation i i really think so in hindsight you know frankly even you and i would have been losing our minds in march and april but thank god our policy makers did not it's very interesting because i was was losing my mind at that time but but as far as our decisions are concerned okay so i remember at that time clearly the government uh, was doing targeted uh, welfare uh, the food grain subsidy and the supply of food grains and uh, and other uh, necessity is uh, was i think continued till october 2022 that is the last that i remember october 2022 the glass continue kiya tha i could be wrong so please correct me if i'm wrong um other than that see uh, i guess tds refunds and gst refunds that were uh, lagging were uh, were made faster and uh, there were many specific things that were done but i still feel in fact you know i have been critical of the government in the covid relief package in fact that's the one thing i think we should have done more don't you think we did a little too less to uh so so uh, you know some critics have said this ki uh, government uh, did not do more because they could not do more you know they they are they are painting it as नेसेसिटी टर्न इन टू वर्चू कि इंडिया के पास पैसा था भी नहीं तो खर्च नहीं सकते थे तो उसको आप बता रहे हैं कि देखो हम कितने कंजर्वेटिव काम किए हैं बट दिस इज नॉट ट्रू आई मीन आई एम श्योर द गवर्नमेंट कुड डन मो एज यू आर सेइंग बट अगेन लाइक आई वुड आई वुड पॉइंट द क्रिटिक्स टू 
literally looking up what the leadership was saying what the finance minister has said as late as september 2020 the finance minister said ki we are ready to do a stimulus as and when required and uh, as of now it's not required and this was you know september 2020 just about a couple of months when things had started opening up but this there was still a lot of fear i mean this is remember before vaccines had come uh, nobody was vaccinated and uh, the first wave was still going on uh but uh, i think what the government did get right is we pushed many structural reforms in that period in the sort of uh, uh, both 2020 period as well as 2021 i think many reforms were, were kind of delineated uh, and these are long term kind of uh, changes that government has committed to some of them already implemented but uh, whether they could have done more stimulus uh, well there's always this case ki you know uh, agar aur stimulus karte to shayad aur businesses bach jate but but here i would point out ki we risk conflating that uh, going overboard with stimulus actually doesn't allow the capitalism cycle to play out i mean certain businesses should get cleaned out over time right so that that process of renewal is important in the capitalistic system where uh, businesses which can't sort of survive Uh, should not be surviving because government is going on giving stimulus due to a pandemic, uh, and I think that mistake has has happened in some Western countries where where stimulus enabled some you know uh, subpar businesses to actually continue. So uh, net net, my view is uh, yes, we did get the response largely right, uh, and one can argue on the scale of the stimulus, but. you know again in hindsight we can say kam tha ya jada tha but i would rather sort of be uh, earning more on the side of little bit conservatism when it comes to this because frankly we don't know where the line is so i mean overshooting by too much has far more severe consequences as we are seeing in the western economies come yeah, on rajiv while i understand where you're coming from and i kind of agree with it but there are specific industries that were really done and destroyed during the pandemic one of them is the food and beverage industry especially the restaurant industry yaar unko to kuch diya nahi in fact aur kuch nahi karke to unke upar tax bada diye individual states ne uh, their property taxes were not relieved and many other things that should have been done were not done so you know there are many industries that did suffer genuinely and i think just no in fact i clearly remember i even did a podcast at that time with the restaurant industry representative and they were like yaar hamare sath kya ho raha hai humko kuch samajh mein hi nahi aa raha hai and the government has increased our tax burden at a time when we are not even allowed to run at full capacity nee no doubt i mean the specific case of uh, restaurants hotels all these contact in- intensive industries uh you know which are still frankly not come back yeah uh, fully even even like almost two and a half years into covid now uh, we have we have not seen that uh, 2019 level achieved because there has unfortunately been a huge shake out uh even even the multiplex sort of industry was hit badly but obviously they are i mean the single screen theaters i'm sure many have shut down uh the multiplexes also they went for consolidation because they realized ki you know it will be difficult to carry on like this so pvr and anox have tried to merge they are i think in the process of merging so uh some of these contact intensive sectors definitely hit very badly no question but but i mean this is the case the world over it's just i mean even for a government like you know there is always a trade off right like you you help this particular section 
that means you can't help that particular section so to some degree the government could have just taken a call ki you know we want to sort of keep giving free rations to the bottom 50 70% of the country uh and we want to do the cash transfers rather than uh, doing a industry targeted kind of bailout so that's just a difficult call they probably made no i agree with you uh and i i personally don't expect the government to give any doles to industry in india honestly when even i remember i was contacted inside the government for people that what do you expect as an entrepreneur i literally said these two things hamara jo tds refund hai aur hamara jo gst refund hai humko jaldi de do kyunki wo bhi india mein 3 se 5 saal ki period mein aata hai aur usme bhi bahut dikkatein hoti hain wo de doge to industry survive kar lengi and to the credit of the government they did do it so but but in the case of the restaurant industry and many other industries restaurant industry mein to governments and i'm not saying this is a central tax this is a state tax by the way like in the maharashtra government they increase the tax burden on them they, as if you know we are not satisfied by killing you we want to kill you properly so they they kind of kill them and this is and this was also part of the larger politics at that time that was played between the mahavikas agadi and the and the central government unfortunately at that point of time because uh, how do you extract more of the central government well this is how you do you tax your own industries then you create a scenario where the central go- where industries start crying and then you say look the central government is not giving me anything in return what do you expect me to do now this is my way of extracting money out of the central government and and you know if i tax the living daylights out of my own people and destroy some industries it will be really nice like i i i remember a statistic at that come out rajiv at that time 42% of the hotel industry in delhi did not renew its licenses and around 36% of the hotel restaurant industry did not renew uh, renew its licenses that's a scary number no doubt i mean i think i think the particular case of states you know being revenue i mean imagine the See, we are all talking about businesses struggling, right? Like, imagine the state of the government. Sub government के पास भाग रहे हैं कि मेल ले कुछ करो, पर government की भी revenue hit हो गई ना. When the economy shuts down and the taxes kind of collapse, how will the government get any revenue? So, in some say, in some sense, you know, every government, the state governments as well as the union government, they were in in a you know a pretty terrible spot. कि everyone expects the government to save them. But the government itself, you know, uh, has severe issues when it comes to revenue collection and uh, meeting meeting. You know, the th- thus it 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 took a toll on the fiscal deficit and so on. And luckily, you know, again, responsible fiscal management in preceding years allowed us to absorb this punch. Uh, because if we had been in a situation where we were kind of leveraged to our eyeballs. already running a large deficit and something like covid hits that just knocks you out and this has happened with many large corporates uh who went into covid covid actually leveraged up to the eyeballs and uh, you know businesses shut down and now they are in nclt this has happened with many prominent corporates uh but yeah i mean even the particular case of states ab states ke paas gst aane ke baad revenue raising powers rahi nahi jata तो उनके पास जो है दे वर ट्राइंग टू एक्सट्रैक्ट एज मर एज दे कैन फ्रॉम दैट सो दैट दैट मेंट की यू नो टैक्स द रेस्टोरेंट्स एंड सो ऑन टैक्स अल्कोहल फॉर एग्जांपल सो सो इट जस्ट बिकेम लाइक अ मेसी सिचुएशन की यू नो 
whether whether even if the, even if the <clears throat> even if some policymakers thought otherwise states have to do what they have to do i mean how, where do they get the revenue from i understand where do they get the revenue from bit but how the hell can the west not think of targeted fiscal stimulus is, is what i i'm just trying to understand like i'm trying to think like a person in the west a policy maker in the west sitting in the room and and then saying what do we do let's just print tons of money and just give it away like that to everybody because that's what they literally did because if you caricaturize it right if you draw a caricature of what the western economies did they literally did mere paas hp ka printer hai main paise print karunga they they literally did that how can they be so stupid is still something i can't you know fathom no no so you absolutely right it was like helicopter style you know the old ben bananki statement that you know helicopter money ki helicopter se paise baras rahe hain sab le rahe hain apna apna share jisko jo mile tabhi to there is literally the the us secret service put out this number that there has been pilferage of over 100 billion dollars in america so imagine the size of that i mean it's it's probably around 5 6% of the stimulus size but still i mean 100 billion is a lot of money uh and that's just been kind of wasted according to their estimates so so uh i guess like when you have blunt instruments when you don't have kind of forward looking governance uh and you when you don't have you know digital capabilities within the state within within you know what's called govtech nowadays uh so so i mean digitalization is not just for businesses right it's even for governments and uh, many of these governments while they have strong software and uh, tech industries uh, the governments themselves are dysfunctional uh thus you have literally paper checks being nailed out in the us for welfare literally kagaz ka check aa raha hai matlab covid ke time mein bhi kagaz ka check aa raha hai to uh Thus, that will have logistical impl- uh, limitations, right? कि आप कितने चेक बनाओगे एक दिन में? कौन लिखेगा चेक? मतलब कैसे वो पोस्ट होगा? कौन उसको डिस्ट्रीब्यूट करेगा? Everything takes time. Whereas if you have a electronically sort of run uh, distribution mechanism, uh, you can you can push a button and the money goes out. I mean that's how India was operating. So and and the reason I think why the West has been behind the curve is so it's i think i i view this as a case of india kind of leapfrogging and also uh, india not going the other way because it simply can't work for us i mean can you imagine 70 80 crore people receiving checks uh kya india post baati itne check kaun baatega uh, kisko time se milega log kahan kaun se branch mein jayenge itne branch hi nahi apne country mein uh you know banks bank branches are not there in many parts of india i mean of the uh 500 odd districts the 600 nearly 600 odd whatever districts that we have uh most districts are not well served by banking yeah by even sbi har jagah nahi hai ha physical branches hai nahi to kahan jayega koi aadmi check liye kahan cash karega so isliye i mean digitalization is a necessity for india there is no other way we can't govern this country if we don't go digital uh i mean i don't know if uh, you've recently incorporated a company in india but uh, the, that process too is completely digitalized uh, so so you know the process of uh, you know doing a name search filing your papers with the mca the ministry of corporate affairs and then getting those approvals all of it happens online now 
नहीं तो पहले क्या था पहले आप कागज बनाओगे कहीं ऑफिस में जाओगे फिर वो कुछ आएगा इट यूज टू टेक मंथ्स एंड आई हैव डन दिस क्वेश्चन आई हैव डन दिस 12 इयर्स अगो व्हेन इट यूज टू टेक एनीथिंग फ्रॉम 4 टू 6 मंथ्स टू एक्चुअली गेट अ कंपनी अप एंड रनिंग और फिर हम रोते हैं कि हमारी इकॉनमी फॉर्मलाइज नहीं हो रही है अरे कैसे होगी फॉर्मलाइज कौन ये सब करेगा काम मतलब कि, किसके पास टाइम है इतना तो लोग बोलेंगे ना छोड़ो ये सब अपने कैश में करते हैं तो एंड हियर वी आर वी आर यूजिंग डिजिटल सॉर्ट ऑफ डिजिटल फर्स्ट अप्रोच and pushing uh, kind of an easier approach for citizens for frankly even the government i mean itne sare kagaz sambhalna government ke liye easy nahi hota na matlab kahan jayenge agar agar karodon log agar company kholte bhi hai to itne sare kagaz rakhenge kahan so so going electronic going digital actually solves lot of problems for uh, the government of india as well and for state governments as well and in fact we we wrote about this in our book kushal which uh you you read very you know the concept of legibility your government knows what can be done or what uh, people are doing uh because uh, that legibility uh, that digital tools and uh, digital first approach provide and for, uh, that that simply cannot happen in a paper format so that so that precision when it comes to welfare delivery when it comes to ease of setting up Sort of companies or myriad other interfaces that we as citizens have with the government, so much gets taken care of when we go digital first. Yeah, so the legacy systems of the West, the legacy uh, infrastructure which they have, उन्होंने कभी अपग्रेड नहीं किया या वो अपनी ब्यूरोक्रेसी बन गई है कि अगर आप कल डिजिटल ले आओगे तो वो चेक काटने वाले क्या करेंगे हजारों लोग होंगे शायद चेक काटने वाले, so they are wrangling with the other problem that bureaucracy is a resisting change to some degree so in a in a very broad sense i know it sounds like a cliche but you can just call this a leadership failure no it is a leadership failure if you ask me because i was also trying to understand what the hell these people are doing i'll give you an example i mean us mein is samay yahan pe vaccine certificate paper wali hai ha ha bilkul bilkul so they are distributing papers like that i mean agar agar kisi ka kagaz kho gaya to koi kya karega maine maine ye bhi kiya maine main us mein jab may mein tha i i met someone and i showed them you see i am sending a whatsapp mere paas abhi turant pdf aa raha hai aur wo ekdam matlab he was just shocked ki what is this like you know this is your you are getting a, a certificate with a qr code which is scannable verifiable and you are getting it instantaneously almost so so i mean this is a रिलीपिंगलीप हर टाइम लिखना पड़ता है आप कहाँ से आ रहे हो किस पोर्ट से आ रहे हो एयर लैंड सी अच्छा लैंड में किस पोर्ट में आ रहे हो उसको मेंशन करो क्या टाइम पे आ रहे हो वो मेंशन करो हर टाइम तो समझ अभी कितने लोग बॉर्डर सिटीज में रहते हैं ना सो इफ यू ड्राइव डाउन फ्रॉम विंजर टू डिट्रॉइट बहुत लोग डेली करते हैं सो इमेजिन इफ समी हैज अ जॉब इन डिट्रॉइट एंड इज लिविंग इन विंजर दे हैव टू फिल दराइव कैन एप डेली literally daily so you have these weird experiments happening in the western world and uh, i just look at all of this and they, i agree with you we have leapfrogged nee and to some degree actually 
you know, we, so when you come back, I don't know if air souza is still applicable. That air souza form, which international travelers have to fill while coming into India, I, I don't know if it's been removed as a requirement. Yeah, hey, India. Hey, see, India believes in torturing its uh, people when they come from outside. Name, but I think at some point, we should remove it. What is the utility? I don't know. Or at least make it easier, make it simpler to submit that. Uh, so I had this experience a couple of times. It was not a very smooth experience to get air souza, and the airlines don't allow you to board without it. But obviously, I mean, it's not comparable to you know a daily commuter, let's say, going across the border for some reason and constantly having to fill this piece of paper. Uh, there's an easy fix for that. Yeah. yeah so just so shows. I mean, I, I hope by the time I come back to India, I don't have to go through air souza. <laughs> yeah. So Arun Shori had this great book called Governance and the Sclerosis That Has Set In. Uh, I don't know if you've read that one. Uh, it's really yeah, fantastic yeah. book about about the. He obviously it's about the state of governance in India, but often when I you know think about that book, I think of Western countries, especially in the context of all that has happened in the last three years, uh, and how easy things have gotten here in India for us. But you know th- those who are in the West are still struggling with this, and uh, frankly, if you talk to U.S. returnees like those who have recently. You know, shifted base from America to India, uh, they are shocked at the level of convenience that banking and payments and all of that, all of that has now gotten to uh, in India. Asa, Asa, clearly US is not. So, yeah. so UPI, UPI is definitely fantastic in India. Yeah, it yeah, is no, an and, amazing and achievement. It's, it's, a, it's a part of the same sort of India stack uh, framework and uh, achieving that level of digitalization for P two P payments for uh, merchant payments. Uh, even very small sums. I mean, something as low as ten or twenty rupees can be transferred now instantly and at no cost. So uh, it's really something else. I mean, uh, unfortunately, the West, I think, or many Western countries, need to go through a period of very critical internal reform to fix some of these things and to adopt best practices because now they are clearly behind the curve. they are behind the curve in certain ways uh, especially in terms of technology i think it's all about the cost of changing from technology a to technology b that these companies are struggling with and these countries are struggling with but now okay another aspect that i wanted to touch upon is that why do you think when it comes to analysis of indian economics and indian economy from outside experts how can all of them be wrong all the time on everything economics is just, it, this is like a phenomenon now when i look at commentary on india whether it's in the realm of foreign policy and let's not take names because you know we know many of them you and i both know them so iske liye naam nahi lena magar it is like a consistent phenomenon and all these people are not foreigners they're all indians by the way these people who comment on all things india are indians more often than not how the hell can all these people mess up every single time and still get called again and again to give their opinions uh, like there is no accountability agar main teen bar wrong hua char bar wrong hua panch bar wrong hua mere ko chhathi bar to nahi bulayenge na inko bar bar bulaya jata hai ye kaisi sorcery hai nahi this is really a, a pretty pathetic phenomenon if you ask me and and while you're saying let's not take names i want to take names i mean let's you know just go back to the thread which i had uh, to usme i have i have clearly named abhijit, abhijit banerjee raghuram rajan Koshik Basu and Arvind Subramanian, right? 
and and you must have seen that meme kushal about rajan uh, where you know there's that mr bean uh, comic or mr bean uh, photo and you know he's looking at his watch and saying that you know that the caption says raghuram rajan is waiting for a economic recession in india or a downturn in india so use it for your you know best memes this thing i would highly recommend that uh but yeah i mean uh i think what really okay so we've talked about these guys let's talk about some people who got it right who gave us good advice who you know kept their heads thought from first principles i mean they were also our policy makers like i said like i said but folks like uh, professor arvind panagaria uh, dr surjit bhalla who also based in the us uh professor panagaria at columbia university of course and uh, surjit bhalla sir has been in the imf uh, for last 3 years so the, so uh, they proffered good advice right uh, and and then you really have to question ki okay these are all smart people you know how are these people getting their advice right uh, getting their analysis right and why are these people who are the same set of three four guys constantly you know getting it wrong or uh, rather i should also put it ki despite being wrong they continue to get prominence uh in the media they get they get taken seriously by a lot of people i would just put it down to you know there are uh i mean some of it i, I don't think at that level you can just be like oh sorry i was wrong and just get away with it right i mean when you're a nobel laureate or when a, when, you, when you're a highly acclaimed economist uh then your words you should be sort of chosen carefully you're expected to be responsible in your public pronouncements so if you get it consistently wrong well people are going to call you out uh i think not enough people have been calling them out which is why they think ki ha hum to kuch bhi bol ke nikal jayenge kaun yaad rakhta hai to to ye ek factor hai dusra hai and and here i do not don't want to ascribe motivations to specific people but i do think some of them actually want india to you know have problems let's put it that way i actually believe that because they think uh that you know as many of them have been writing in their imagination uh they have some kind of a political agenda against this government and they are conflating that with damaging the country so they are happy to sort of do damage to the country and the economy just to score a political point i i really think some of them are guilty of that and they they know who they are so we don't need to take their names uh but but the sad thing is you know these kind of intellectuals actually discredit uh their fields and they discredit actually uh themselves also and then obviously over time people take them less seriously and you know there are memes about them and there are jokes about them and aur log bolte hain to aise hi rota rehta hai scroll mein do kya fark pad raha hai apna desh aage badh raha hai apni economy grow kar rahi hai we are seeing it in the numbers and and my final point on this would be kushal ki uh i always try to go with people who have something commercial to lose right again like i'm a business and finance guy so when i when i uh, there are two kinds of commentary you will find in india if you if you see the commentary coming out of investment banks commercial banks you know economists who are employed in these for profit institutions where if they get it wrong there will be you know pretty harsh blowback from their clients the clients will say aap kya bakwas bata rahe the humko dekho aap ye bol rahe the aur ye hua right this is what they will hear if they get it really wrong on the other hand you have those who are working in universities uh 
uh, with tenured positions and you know they are catering to a different audience like they are playing to a different gallery so for them like i said they are having their own agendas and they are in a way teflon coated right uh, so whether they get it right or wrong there is no consequence so so that's where i mean i i kind of separate analysts even through this filter ki you know what if this guy is wrong what will happen to his job or her job देखिए कौशिक बासु सर के केस में आई फील बैड फॉर हिम उनको आजकल सिर्फ गलत टैक्सी वाले मिल रहे हैं अगर उनको सही टैक्सी वाले मिलते थे तो ऐसी एनालिसिस रॉन्ग नहीं होती थी क्या प्रॉब्लम हो रही है वेनेवर ही गोज एंड सिट्स इन अ कैब आउटसाइड इंडिया एंड ही स्टार्ट्स टॉकिंग टू अ कैब ड्राइवर देन यू नो लकीली एवरी टाइम दैट कैब ड्राइवर एंड्स अप बीइंग ऑफ इंडियन ओरिजिन बट ही नेवर यूजेस द वर्ड इंडियन बिकॉज़ बैड थिंग्स आर कमिंग आउट ऑफ दैट पर्सनस माउथ सो ही हैज टू बी अ साउथ एशियन ओ नो बैड थिंग्स में इंडियन होना चाहिए सॉरी आई करेक्ट माइसेल्फ बट देन यू नो व्हाट हैपेंस कौशिक बासु सर को तू ब्लेम नहीं कर सकता उनको टैक्सी वाला नहीं देखिए ये टैक्सी वाले की गलती है कौशिक बासु सर की गलती नहीं है नेनियन व्हाट टू से यार आई मीन यू नो समवन हु रोमांटिसाइजेस द पॉवर्टी ऑफ कैलकटा सिटिंग इन उनके बारे में मैं क्या बोलूं आई डोंट इंटू से एनीथिंग यस वो वाली फोटो मुझे कभी नहीं भूलेगी एक ऐसी इतनी घटिया इमेज कलकत्ता की और उसके बाद इट्स सो ब्यूटीफुल अरे तो भाई आके रह ना उधर उधर रहते क्यों नहीं हो तुम लोग तमाशा For them is just a tamasha ki ha hum log baithe hain aur kabhi and kabhi aayenge india aur kuch gaan denge and people will give us importance because we hold xyz credential and for them is just a tamasha i mean they don't they they're not they're not even taking this very seriously i mean obviously there are honorable ex- exceptions like i mentioned uh but but i mean like many of these folks actually are just like this sadly for for sadly for them and for us i mean those of us who are seeking good analy- uh, kind of uh, uh, analysis and good sort of uh, opinions to understand what is happening around us uh, sadly sometimes you know the credentials are there the kind of you know it's like a it's like a coffee which has a lot of froth but there's no coffee yeah uh I don't see what happens is when you get married to an ideology and a political tribe when you basically outsource your intelligence to the, those those tribal inclinations is when this happens I, I, you're no longer an analyst you're just a partisan hack then and uh, good you mentioned surjit bhalla uh, varmani sir and uh, you know because i clearly remember speaking with them and their paper co-authored with karan bhaseen how they showed actually poverty levels during the covid pandemic in india thanks to the jan aadhar your jam trinity and the targeted um, you know programs of the government of india actually poverty levels in india during the covid 19 pandemic actually reduced and they did a detailed analysis of that and uh, i i actually did a podcast on the same so i agree with you yeah there were the three of them four of them who are sitting outside india and they are analyzing karan hai karan obviously works with surjit sir and uh, varmani ji and obviously you have uh, 
Dr. Panagaria too. So there are many people who ended up being right. But look how humble they are in after being right and how smug these people are after being wrong all the time. No, no, absolutely. No, that was a fantastic paper, Kushal. I remember that. And uh, I mean, when I was writing this thread, you know, when I published it, I was obviously going back to 2020, reading the articles, reading the statements, you know, trying to figure out. I said, look, it's been two years, two years. Now, let's see who's been doing it, you know, I was truly amazed actually at some of Professor Panagaria's interviews. I mean, I messaged him, sir, amazing. I mean, how did you foresee this? Like, he literally in one place even mentioned that, you know, about this inflation problem. He said, you're kicking the can down the road. I mean, and, and here we are, one and a half, two years later, look at the situation. I mean, some of it is definitely due to the war in Europe. Let's be clear about it. But uh, the fact is, like I said in my thread, these countries have set themselves up. Ki, you know, you you fragilize yourself by wrong choices. And then it just takes one more shock to sort of, you know, ek, ek or do tap kare Vaisi baat hai. Achha, before we start taking questions of the viewers, uh, you mentioned the merger of PVR and Inox. Uh, which has something to do with the film industry. Well, well, the reason the merger is happening is because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And off late, there has been a lot of discussion on the economics of cinema itself. And uh, some people are saying, oh, films are not doing well because people are fed up and boycott this, boycott that. So what's your take on this entire phenomenon? Is it happening? Or I mean, what has changed in the economics of uh, cinema? See, uh, I think uh, someone had shared these figures. Uh, and if you look at the 2019 gross, you know, the entire sort of uh, gross of all the films released in 2019, and you compare them to 2020, clearly there is a situation where, uh, you know, audiences are not going back. Uh, to some degree, habits have changed. People have, you know, decided that uh, And also, I mean, even in this year, this calendar year, we also had the Omicron wave. Uh, for a couple of months in January and February. Uh, so, you know, that also knocks off like, you know, of nine months so far, it knocks off a couple of months. So, and, and uske upar se, you know, uh, these, like I said, single screen theatres, I mean, you're talking about restaurants, I'm sure single screen theatres, you know, standalone, jo purana kisi ka chal raha hai, ek theatre kahi, Javalpur mein, ya fir, uh, Raipur mein, ya fir, uh, Trichy mein, kahi bhi. So many of these single screen theatres may have really struggled to even reopen. Because uh, there is an overall, I think, shrinkage in the market. Uh, and uh, I think this will probably be the last industry to kind of normalize back to this 2018-2019 numbers. Uh, because obviously, I mean, just the the last two years, I mean, I probably have gone to the hall. I mean, I was an avid movies, movie watcher and I've gone to the hall maybe two or three times. That's it. And and my bar also for going to a movie has been set very high. Because I traffic and then the cost of uh, multiplexes also is not trivial anymore. I mean, if, if you're going, you know, two or four people, you'll spend thousands of rupees. And and like I was telling you, uh, you know, a 50, 60 inch TVs nowadays cost 35,000 rupees, 40,000 rupees. 
so should i spend 3 4000 a month on watching movies or should i buy a 50 inch tv for my house and pay the emi with that you know with that saving and uh, someone who's earning let's say uh, 5 lakhs will do that math and they will like you jana picture chodo jana aise hi ott mein nikal jata hai so so i mean that's where the bar for actually content i think is really gone up where people want to be really wowed if they go to a movie hall wo time pass wali baat ab mujhe lagta hai kam hogi kaafi ki aur kuch karne ko nahi to chalo chalte hain aur agar entertain hi hona hai to i mean like i told you you know people can tune into the charvak podcast people can tune into so many other amazing uh, creators on youtube and on spotify who are publishing on pod, their podcasts on all these platforms uh so so the the amount of content available to an audience now has increased exponentially uh so thus you have a more discerning customer base and thus that customer base will you know they they won't just go for anything pehle kya tha apne paas entertainment kahan tha pehle matlab if you go back 10 years there were hardly any uh, choices right like no one really had broadband internet on their phone like 4g connections kisi ke paas nahi the matlab broadband was not there in the homes and there was no 4g internet on phones so uh right now for all practical purposes all of us are carrying around pretty powerful computers in our pockets and those computers give us access to thousands and thousands of hours of content whether it's audio whether it's video whether it's uh, you know uh, even very sophisticated feature films so so people are like you know i, I would rather buy a uh, smartphone that's costing 40000 a tv that costs 50000 and you know pay the emis for that versus go see a movie so basically what you're saying to summarize it is the cost of going to a average cinema uh, okay single screen cinemas were destroyed because of covid so the number of single screen cinemas that were there in the marketplace as an option uh, have reduced coupled yeah, with that interesting maybe the costs are there right like a uh, family of four or even a couple of people going to see a film i mean it is non trivial especially when you compare it to everything being free right on your on your tv or on your phone yeah no but i i, I was making a different point so my point is let's say single screens in comparison to an pvr inox multiplex jisko bolte hain are more so matlab matlab are less in terms of absolute money spent wo thode kam ho gaye hain dekh main to tu janta hai main to actually mein picture nahi jata main mere ko kuch idea nahi hai tum log bhi mere ko bolte ho ki popcorn samosa cold drink aur picture ki ticket lekar 1000 rupaye per person almost kharcha ho jata hai abhi cinema jate hain to bhai itni mehangi kyon dekhu main main to 2000 rupaye pura saal ka amazon prime ka nahi de dun aur discovery aur amazon prime jo bhi ho combination hai uska saath mein milake baad mein 6 mahine baad picture aa jayegi jab dekhna hoga apna aaram se baith ke apne kursi pe baith ke dekh lunga main to hu alsi magar point ye hai ki so यार ना बॉयकॉट चले ना कुछ चला है बेसिकली इकोनॉमिक्स है एट द एंड ऑफ द डे बात घूम फिर के वहीं आ जाती है इंडिया इज सच एन एक्सट्रीमली कॉस्ट सेंसिटिव मार्केट बिकॉज ऑफ द साइज ऑफ आर इकोनॉमी एंड मे बी सम कल्चरल ट्रेड्स आल्सो वी आर अ वेरी कॉस्ट सेंसिटिव कंट्री एंड बिकॉज वी आर सो कॉस्ट सेंसिटिव दैट unfortunately bollywood you know cinema going सीम्स टू बी वन ऑफ द लेटर ऑप्शंस इन टुडेस वर्ल्ड लाइक आई एग्री विद यू आई today people just watch youtube for entertainment so cinema ki to band bajne hi wali hai nahi nahi youtube instagram i mean koi comedy dekhna hai to kitni options hai aapke paas comedy ke liye aap sara din comedy dekh sakte ho youtube aur instagram pe 
तो मैं कोई रैंडम कॉमेडी मूवी क्यों देखने जाऊँ उसमें जो टाइम खर्चा है पैसा खर्चा है मतलब इट्स टू मच इट्स टू मच ऑफ अवी लिफ्ट आई वॉन्ट टू एंटरटेन माई सेल्फ आई कैन क्विकली गो टू द इंस्टाग्राम पेज ऑफ सम स्टैंड अप कॉमेडी स्क्रोल थ्रू इट फॉर थर्टी मिनट्स एंड दैट्स फाइन माई एंटरटेनमेंट कोटा इज डन सो द कॉम्पिटिशन एक्चुअली फॉर मूवीज इज दिस आई थिंक इट्स दिस सोशल मीडिया it really matters that ultimately to bring people back to the big screen experience uh movies have to come up with good stories and something which is worth experiencing on the big screen i mean for example i went to see rrr in may two months almost two months after the movie came out kyunki maine suna tha ki itni amazing movie hai aur usko hall mein dekhna hi chahiye to do maine baad picture chal bhi rahi thi aur main gaya bhi and i and you know it's a long film it's like almost i think 3 and a half hours and i did not even look at my watch once but like i was so glued to the story and the just the cinematic experience was mind blowing so so that's the bar i think actually that makers have to meet if you just make a random romcom and expect ki log aayenge nahi aane wale hain i don't think that's going to be that easy hmm and you know what is more interesting is like, let's see i mean it could i mean let's see maybe maybe in a years time those old habits will come back but there has been a kind of habit change uh that consumers have gone through and maybe they'll need to relearn this habit of watching movies let's see but yeah. i doubt it will happen because of all the alternatives yeah not only that alternatives sir rajiv agar dekha jaye even the car market na bhale abhi suv segment india ki fastest growing segment hai that is a separate issue but overall aaj bhi kaun si gaadi log prefer karte hain jo sabse zyada average deti hai india mein log cost sensitive hai yaar log abhi electric vehicle market india mein boom kyon karega kyunki india mein log kya karenge uski comparison karenge petrol se इलेक्ट्रिक व्हीकल का कॉस्ट वन फोर्थ है हमारा फ्यूल कॉस्ट वन फोर्थ है हम लोग इलेक्ट्रिक इंडिया इज अ कॉस्ट सेंसिटिव मार्केट लोगों को ये मतलब रॉकेट साइंस नहीं है जो बिजनेस करता है उसको पहले दिन से मालूम होना चाहिए ये फॉर शो आई मीन एंड दैट जस्ट अ फंक्शन ऑफ बढ़ेगा नहीं लोग वो डिस्क्रेशनरी खर्चे नहीं करने वाले क्योंकि पहले क्या होता है you save and you uh, spend on things that are necessities so once those necessities are covered uske baad aapka jo suppose suppose abhi 2000 dollar hai per capita that 2000 dollars let's say when it becomes 5000 dollars that entire 3000 dollars extra you know you've already taken care of most of your basic needs aur jitna bhi aap extra kama rahe ho that goes to discretionary bucket and that's where I think that huge flip can come for the consumer economy, but obviously that that step is I think still like uh, you know probably three four years away easily. And to add to that, by nature also in our culture, savings are always given a very important uh, role. Now, yes, the the new generation Indian is saving far less compared to the older generation. There are multiple reasons for that. 
बट टू डिस्काउंट दैट एंड टू एट्रीब्यूट समथिंग टू एशटैग ऑन ट्विटर दैट हमने डिस्ट्रॉय कर दिया कमन लेट्स नॉट बी सो नाइव आई मीन देर आर इकोनॉमिक रियालिटीज नहीं आई थिंक आई थिंक टू सम डिग्री दे आर मेकिंग सम इम्पैक्ट आई मीन आई एम फाइंडिंग की देर इज मोर अवेयरनेस दैट इज ट्रू यू नो पीपल आर नाउ मोर अवेयर की अच्छा ऐसी भी पिक्चरें बनती थी और उन्होंने क्या क्या दिखाया है तो शायद जो पहले लोग सोचते थे सोच रहे हैं और इसलिए आई मीन ऑनेस्टली वी आर सींग फिल्म मेकर ऑल्सो रिस्पॉन्ड राइट दे आर सींग के अरे ये सब मत करो पीपल टेक ऑफेंस और यू नो दे डोंट लाइक इट सो वी डोंट वॉन्ट टू हर्ट एनी वन फीलिंग्स दस वी विल नॉट शो दीज कैंड ऑफ थिंग्स I mean that's obviously a completely separate debate. That you know should should like uh, I mean creative liberties and whatever. Uh, but but I do think that I mean the record shows that some of the things shown in Indian cinema are quite repulsive. Yeah, but there is also correlation causation problem, right? Because again, on social media, the problem is that you show a twenty second clip. Of a three-hour movie, you don't know how many times the same movie must have said good things also, na, about the native culture. So you can't compare that. Negativity bias, latent content, to har jagah hota hai. No negativity bias, nahi. I, I I do think that there is some truth to this. No, I'm uh, not denying it. I I to stop watching Bollywood ten years ago. I find it pathetic. I'm not defending Bollywood. <laughs> I to. You see that picture. Kuch hai kya bol raha hai? We can do a full podcast on this, Kushal. Actually, ki you know there are so many examples. and and you know this i used to always find odd i mean even frankly before the current sort of online you know sunlight being cast on this i used to always think ki log aise kyon dikhate hain matlab ye to galat hai it always crossed my mind ki these kind of weird stereotypes and you know forced kind of uh, you know storylines in in particularly when it comes to let's say india pakistan relations i mean it was it was just bizarre some of the things that have gone down in the film industry so the, no understanding of kind of uh, you know foreign policy or security issues and they're just showing nonsense and to some degree you know it it has an impact because a movie which is seen by let's say tens of lakhs of people or a few crore people i mean it makes an impact right like it makes a cultural impact to log sochte ha ha aise hona chahiye to fir then when we are actually in a situation as a country where we need to do x y and z we are hamstrung क्योंकि हमारे हमारी जनता कुछ और सोच रही है हमारी जनता क्या सोच रही है तो हमारी जनता को भी नहीं मालूम होगा किसी को नहीं मालूम है क्या चल रहा है हमारे देश में Yeah, it is. Pop culture does have an influence. I'm not denying that. But my larger point being that you know when you make proclamations like X, Y, Z people by running this movement cause this you know you try 100 times maybe you'll get it once you know it's that's like the analogy of the chimpanzee randomly typing on the typewriter and then once suddenly the chimpanzee gets a word and you're saying look the chimpanzee typed a word is what i'm trying to say how much of an impact is there an impact yes is that impact statistically significant i don't think so नहीं ठीक है दैट्स ऑलवेज डिबेटेबल बट आई डू थिंक इट्स गुड टू हैव अ प्रेशर ग्रुप लाइक दैट ठीक है मतलब कि आई दैट आई 100% सपोर्ट वी नीड अ प्रेशर ग्रुप लाइक दैट यू नो हैविंग अ माइक्रोस्कोपिक लेंस ऑन दीस पीपल सो बट एट द सेम टाइम वी आल्सो हैव टू बी वेरी केयरफुल दैट वी डोंट क्रिएट अ सिचुएशन वेयर एवरीबॉडी इज वॉकिंग ऑन एग्शेल्स वेयर दे हैव टू थिंक यू नो 1000 टाइम्स बिफोर डूइंग एनी क्रिएटिव कंटेंट देयर लाइक किसको मैं सी द मोमेंट यू स्टार्ट क्रिएटिंग कंटेंट थिंकिंग हु आई डू नॉट अफेंड 
you're done as a creative person like i'll tell you if i start thinking ki meri podcast se kisko offense hone wali hai aur kisko nahi hone wali hai na to mujhe meri podcast band kar deni chahiye me the, the pursuit has to be i want to create content if you are not going to do that and this is the whole problem with this entire mob mentality anyways we don't need to get into that i'll start taking questions yeah, i agree on that i agree on that ki ki it's a it's a fine line and it's a you know we don't want to go we don't want to overreach uh, but having said that uh, i mean i'm glad somebody is highlighting the issues uh, with you know uh, previous generations of films and uh, filmmakers okay so now let's take questions so pehla question hai can you please tell us how can double or triple uh, how can we double or triple our per capita income in the next 10 years is doubling or tripling of gdp correlated with pci doubling with tci pci per capita income doubling yeah yeah no for sure i mean see uh, you know i'm i'm not one of those who believes that uh, growth is completely uneven i mean obviously you know Uh, there are some votaries of this theory ki are growth hone se there will be inequality uh, which is you know to some degree inevitable but that doesn't mean that there should be no growth i mean people make this anti growth argument saying ki we don't want to worsen inequality uh, but there are ways to solve for inequality right like uh, there are ways and means for the government to address that uh, to some degree uh, but what we can't afford is not having growth because not having growth means a stagnation and obviously stagnation is not going to make anyone richer right your per capita income will just go nowhere as as it did in india for a good period i think like uh, the 60s 70s 80s were really terrible times we were hardly growing you know beyond you know the population growth like you know what was uh, i think it was raj kaushal uh, who called it hindu rate of growth in a derisive manner but it is actually the nehruvian rate of growth where we decided as a country ki hum log grow karna hi nahi hai क्या फर्क पड़ता है हम लोग नहीं करेंगे ग्रो तो हम हम अपनी थियरीज को पकड़े रहेंगे बट वी विल नॉट चेंज आर वेज टू इंक्रीज इनकम्स एंड एंड बिकम वेल्थीअर बिकम प्रॉस्परस बिकॉज फ्रेंकली दैट्स व्हाट वी हैव टू बिकम एज अ कंट्री व्हाई शुडंट वी बी अ वेल्दी कंट्री व्हाई शुडंट इंडिया हैव प्रॉस्पेरिटी वी हैव टू हिट नॉट जस्ट अ थ्री एक्स माई व्यू इज नॉट जस्ट अ थ्री एक्स पर कैपिटल इनकम बट इंडिया हैज टू रेज इज पर कैपिटल इनकम सेवन टू टेन टाइम्स इन द नेक्स्ट थर्टी ईयर्स and yes there are ways to do that uh number of reforms are important number of industrial uh, changes and you know uh, uh changes to the structure of our economy are important we have to give a big push to manufacturing unlike some renowned economists are saying nowadays kushal you might remember there is an economist uh going around saying ki manufacturing se kya hona we should focus on services i mean ha raghuram rajan who has been saying ki manufacturing can be uh, you know it's okay if it doesn't have a large manufacturing sector india strength is in services so let's push services this is an argument that he's been making uh i'm not of that school of thought at all uh, india has to have a large manufacturing base for both uh, you know achieving domestic prosperity as well as, as well as for strategic reasons we can't be an importer of everything and we will never be able to create jobs if we don't have large manufacturing labor intensive manufacturing so so no question i mean uh, we have to stay on that path of structural reforms keep liberalizing the economy remove the government from industry remove the government from doing business you know government has no business to do business as prime minister modi has said so many times and now 
the government is acting on that we have a privatization policy in place so i am very optimistic actually ki we are seeing a complete transformation of the indian business landscape where from one side you are seeing the rise of startups you're seeing the rise of you know risk taking entrepreneurial sort of uh, operators and innovators who are emerging to challenge the incumbents on the other side you are seeing government leaving the stage or kind of withdrawing itself gradually from the stage in different industries or in some cases actually even you know uh, while government companies exist private players also entering the industry look at the defense industry for example look at the space sector space was a preserve of government activity but now you have uh, private companies entering space industry competing with isro collaborating with isro everything is happening so so i think india needs to push all these levers and over a 20 30 year period there's no reason why why 3x i think we can go even uh, 5 to 10 times of our per capita income all right let me lead the next question now the next question is what does rajiv think about the recent articles by rahul bajoria and somya kanti ghosh saying that iip database and the consumer survey on which our cpi inflation is calculated are totally out of date and what can be done to correct this and generally improve our statistics no so so uh, i've read uh, rahul's article i did not read mr ghosh's article but they are absolutely right i mean the iip has gotten dated in the sense that i think newer factory uh, investments and kind of factory new factory growth kind of does not account for uh, so so there is an issue there and it should be corrected by the country's kind of uh, cso the i think the chief statistical central statistical office as it is called so most definitely i think they are spot on there and this should be corrected okay the next question is <laughs> uh rajiv any sectoral index funds recommendations <laughs> no recommendations as such but i think generally you know it's it's hard to say what is the best sector over 10 years so my my you know not advice but just you know if a, a thought i can share is betting on the india story you can't really go wrong for the next 8 10 years i mean uh, you know where is the growth in the world there is no growth anywhere else uh and and many industries actually will benefit from uh larger players like china ceding ground to to other countries because bear in mind i mean china is going to go through a substantial demographic decline uh so from its current population china could reduce its numbers and size by almost i think 25 to 30% in the next 20 years so so you know that's a very big headwind for any economy where i mean we've seen what happened with japan in the last 25 years so so any labor intensive industry in china uh, will find it harder to sort of recruit that kind of that size of population uh, that size of worker base so i think india is a natural beneficiary of that if we get our act together if we have the labor law reforms if we open sort of uh, ourselves to foreign capital and make it easy for even domestic and uh, foreign businesses to work here in some of those industries so no sector fund suggestions as such but i mean just some themes to keep in mind 
state of state psus as it was called by i think it was shankar ayer who wrote a very good piece on the state of state psus analyzing you know uh, through uh, throughout the country different states and you know what what is the condition of the uh, state run public sector units it it just gives a shocking picture actually uh, the fact is central government and uh, central psus get attention and the union government obviously gets a lot of heat also from pro liberalization kind of analysts and economists and all ki kyun nahi kar rahe ho privatize kyun business kar rahe ho aise union government ko log jaha bolte hain but the rot and the waste in state governments it's mind numbing like just if you just see these numbers you not be able to process it trust me just google for this article by shankar ayer and read it if you can it's just like unbelievable what has been happening I mean, these are these are companies which have not filed accounts. जो सालों तक अपने accounts नहीं file किए हैं, तो किसको किसी को पता ही नहीं है क्या हो रहा है. मतलब ऐसी कुछ भी चल रहा है. और ना उनसे कोई कुछ पूछता है, ना उनकी कोई accountability है. मतलब if you're a private businessman in this country and you have such non-compliances, there are hefty penalties. There are serious like consequences. But just because these are government-owned entities, no one does anything to them, and they are frankly black holes of waste. i would call them black holes of waste so you are absolutely right i mean uh, the particular case of titan actually is a kind of an odd case where tamil nadu has actually obviously it's a it's a lottery for them that they own 26% in a company which has a market cap of some i think 3 trillion rupees uh, so it's a hugely valuable ownership stake for them and yes at some point i think they will divest it they should divest it Uh, uh but but there are so many assets i mean the land holdings of the state governments uh those two uh, can be monetized i mean certain types of i think i think uh uh, uh the the state owned psu lands as well as state government owned lands both can be monetized so just the way i think the union government has embarked on a program of asset monetization of privatization every state should do it मगर क्या बीजेपी स्टेट्स भी थोड़ी ना कर रही हैं इतना नहीं कर रही है ना वही तो वही तो बात है मतलब क्यों नहीं कर रही है अब इसलिए मतलब यू नो वन हैज टू रियली क्वेश्चन कि व्हाट इज ड्राइविंग दीज काइंड ऑफ डिसीजंस आई मीन इट्स नॉट अ इट्स नॉट लाइक वन पार्टी इज डूइंग अदर्स आर नॉट डूइंग इट्स लाइक अक्रॉस द बोर्ड नो वन डज इट आई रियली वंडर व्हाई आई विश एन आंसर ऑल राइट लेट मी टेक द नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन नाउ द नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन इज वी हैव इंप्रूव्ड आवर टैक्स टू जीडीपी रेशियो इज देयर एनी पॉसिबिलिटी दैट पब्लिक प्रेशर टू ब्रिंग डाउन स्पेंडिंग टू जीडीपी रेशियो अराइजेस इन द फ्यूचर एज गवर्नमेंट्स स्पेंडिंग कंट्रीब्यूट्स टू इन्फ्लेशन टू नहीं सो आई वुड आर्ग्यू ऑन दैट फ्रंट स्पेंडिंग ऑन व्हाट सो आर वी डूइंग कैपिटल एक्सपेंडिचर और आर वी डूइंग जस्ट खैरात बांट रहे हैं क्या कर रहे हैं दैट मैटर्स so the good news is the indian government has been tilting towards capex so we are heavily spending on a scale 
you know never experienced in india and you know i'm i'm quoting numbers here from a bank of america report which says that india is going to have more roads and highways built between 2015 and 2025 than in the 65 years preceding 2015 just think about that india is going to have uh, the same statistic applies for ports same applies for electrification of railways same applies for airports so here we have a government which is actually doing enormous capital expenditure on infrastructure which means that uh, uh, once you have you know a vast country like ours connected up physically then many things just happen automatically and you know we you know as citizens sometimes we take it for granted ki ha yahan se wahan drive pe chale jao ya fir abhi main day trip mar ke aata hu kahin chutti karne ja rahe hain to day trip ya fir you know you can even go for a two day trip uh like take a short flight spend a couple of days in rajasthan and come back to like bombay or whatever uh but this would not happen if there were no flights uh this would not happen if there were no functional airports of course so so we are we are really underrating the impact of infrastructure on uh, this front and obviously one of the banes of indian manufacturing of of indian economy in general has been the high cost of logistics so once you have good infra in place the logistics cost actually comes down and it is actually bad infrastructure which makes many businesses unviable ki agar aapko maal bana ke yahan se wahan bhejna hai aur uska itna kharcha lagne wala hai to wo kar hi nahi sakte forget it but once you can move things around you know when you can transport goods through railway riverways as we are doing now when you can transport goods through freight in a more efficient manner as we are doing now many things change and these have second third fourth order effects which you know frankly no one can foresee and then just people think acha ho gaya pata nahi kaise hua par ho gaya so so i would say the quality of spending matters a lot and you know we are getting it right i mean yes the indian government is doing welfare on a big scale by giving food rations and giving other kinds of welfare but we also getting infrastructure right in a very big way ये क्वेश्चन मैंने लास्ट में इसके लिए रखा कि ये हाईली जज्बाती क्वेश्चन है तो जज्बाती क्वेश्चन लास्ट में रखता हूँ इज इट पॉसिबल दैट एनी केस कैन बी फाइल्ड अगेंस्ट दिस इकोनॉमिस्ट हू गिव रेडिकुलस नेगेटिव एनालिसिस फॉर प्रोपेगेंडा एंड बी वन केसेस कैन बी वन कैन दी इंडियन गवर्नमेंट डू सो आई थिंक इसको मैंने जज्बाती प्रश्न क्यों पूछा है क्योंकि पॉइंट ये है कि हाउ कैन एक्सपर्ट्स इन कोर्ट्स be wrong all the time and still people keep going to them keep going to them like is there no accountability in this i think it's more exasperation like yaar ye log hamesha wrong hote fir bhi inhi logon ke paas kyun jaya jata hai need to some degree kushal i think we've talked about this earlier also ki it is like a club of sorts right like you know the well known uh, kind of tv presenters and anchors of the erstwhile you know era of you know when when tv was the medium they will invite the same people on their shows give them a platform no matter what they said no matter how wrong they are they keep calling the same guys so in so to some degree you know going back to my earlier point i think it is just got to do with motivations i mean there are some people who want to do their job well to be honest with themselves to be you know uh, authentic in presenting what they actually feel and there are some people who are running some agenda jinka jinka jo log alag hi game khel rahe hain matlab ki unko Uh, क्या सही है क्या होना चाहिए उससे मतलब नहीं है क्या हो रहा है उससे मतलब नहीं है उनका ऑब्जेक्टिव ही कुछ और है कि अच्छा अगर मैं ये करूंगा तो उससे शायद ये हो सकता है तो मैं यही करता हूँ तो तो वो अलग अलग एक 
अप्रोच हो गई पूरी तो इसलिए आई मीन ऑब्वियसली आई डोंक एनी वन शुड कैंड ऑफ परस्यू दम लीगली और समथिंग but we as citizens we as people who are uh, having something at stake here we can hold these people accountable you know we can tell our friends and family members ki you know this guy arrested this and look what happened uh, and he was wrong i mean this should really be addressed at the level of literally drawing room conversations i feel ki people should just call them out wherever they get a chance ki you know this guy has been so wrong i mean why are we even talking about this guy like he should be discredited Yeah, I agree with you. I think beyond a point, what what can people do? See, people are going to be wrong. People are going to be wrong. We can just tell, we can just express ourselves. Ki and and hold fire, hold their feet to fire, right? Like don't let them get away. Just because kisi ne koi prize jeeta hai ya kisi ke paas koi degree hai, iska matlab ye thodi kuch bhi bolo jayega. I agree. I agree, man. At the end of the day, I think, like I said, this was most exasperation. That how can you be so wrong? Believe me, if you think economists are wrong, then Oh boy, go and see foreign policy analysts, especially the foreign policy analysts who comment on India sitting in the United States of America. वो तीन चार बंदे हैं, वो हर चीज में ज्ञान बाँटते हैं, वो हमेशा wrong होते हैं, और उनकी consistent, उनकी उनका swag ये है कि वो हमेशा wrong हैं. They are actually paid to be wrong. Actually, actually, that's the that's what you know irritates me. Actually, they revel in their stupidity and their ignorance. They revel in it. उनको मजा आता है. कि देखो मैं इतना रॉन्ग हूं फिर भी मैं यहां बैठा हूं और वो अपने टशन में ही है कि तो क्या हुआ हम रॉन्ग है तो मैं तो अभी भी इसमें कॉलम लिखता हूं मेरे को तो अभी भी इनविटेशन आते हैं मैं तो अभी भी यहाँ का फैलो हूँ फलाना ढिमकाना हूँ कुछ भी हूँ तो दे रिवेल इन देयर स्टेट विच इज एक्चुअली सैड एंड फनी बोथ ओनली फेलो दे आर इज अस फेलो स्मॉल audience of uh, uh, fellow academicians and uh, uh, think tank fellows ki main wohi bolta hu un log ki thinking hi rahi ki let me say what these people want to hear and i'll keep repeating that this is a lot of money rajiv when you do that paisa at stake tu janta hai main janta hu kitna paisa at stake hota hai jab ye log wo karte hain to ha bilkul absolutely i mean you know there's there's especially when you're talking about foreign policy and defense usme to matlab insane amounts of money can change hands right like if you're on the right side or the wrong side and uh, i don't want to take names again but we all know and it is whispered around ki acha is particular defense deal mein isne ye kaha usne aisa kyon kaha you know what is what is driving what and again like if you dig into who's funding much of this activity it comes back to corporate interests so so i have noticed actually a few of the american you know think tankers how they have changed their tunes over the years to main hamesha mazak karta hu ki inki defense donor ne donor wala unhone inko mara hoga tata ki defense industry inko inki institution ko fund kar rahi hai aur ye log ulta chuta bol rahe hain to kisi ne chata diya hoga ki kya kar rahe ho to the un log thoda sa line pe aate hain par yahi inki zindagi hai to theek hai inke farak nahi padta 
Yeah, and, and the only way we can deal with people like this is if we unabashedly pursue the truth. And that is what at least I try to do through this podcast. Uh, I, I mean, we have to be objective about things. We have to be driven by data. We have to be uh, honest in you know how we assess things. I mean, frankly, uh, that is the role of a intellectual platform. That is the role of a policy analyst. That's the role of anyone who's writing or speaking or discussing things in the public sphere. Otherwise, why else are we doing this? I mean, there's no point, right? Yeah, but well, inco concerns. Anyways, Rajiv, before we wrap things up, any last words? No, uh, I think, uh, I mean, if I if I just had to, you know, uh, kind of project out a little bit and, you know, give kind of a prospective take on where we are going in the next two to four years, I think uh, I would just, in closing, like to say that uh, we are among the economies that are best positioned as of now. Uh, you know, whether you look at IMF projections, World Bank projections, everyone is saying that India is going to easily grow at 6-7%. In fact, some of the analysts and thinkers I respect a lot, they think India will easily grow at 8% plus. And not next year, but this year. So let's see how it falls. And uh, as an investor, I've never been more bullish. I mean, I don't know if you saw, you know, someone I uh, think very highly of, the chairman of HDFC, Deepak Parekh. Deepak Parekh, who's, you know, been at it for 50 years in India, he said, I have never been so bullish in my life. These are his words. And he's a conservative banker. You know, he's not someone who just says things. So, and, and obviously, as chairman of HDFC, he's seeing a lot of things. He's meeting a lot of people. So his information is probably better than your and my information. Uh, so, so, you know, I think there's never been a better time uh, for doing business in India and for creating things here. And I feel very, very bullish about the next, you know, three to five years and beyond. He, I think we will really fulfill our economic destiny. And in a way, our generation is fortunate that we'll see it happening before our eyes. Before our eyes. Fair enough. I agree with you. Look, as far as I'm concerned, I was one of the few people who was very critical when the government had shut India down. I've been an open opponent of lockdowns from day one. I know the personal impact these these horrendous things have had on people in their lives. But I'm, you know, hindsight may, yeah, maybe the government was right. The the conservative way with which uh, we we planned our economic reforms was the far better thing to do. Uh, but then they say hindsight is always 2020, but it is what it is. So credit where it's due to the government of India, they got something right. At least they get, they mess up many times. And uh, See, that's why I think, you know, I mean, that's why I kind of try to take us back to that March, April 2020 period, right? I mean, but let's try to remember this, this, the kind of uncertainty we were experiencing as a country at that time. We didn't have PPE kits. We didn't have any video test. All of this came up in a very, very short span of time because of the amazing response of private industry, actually. Like the diagnostic centers, you know, the kind of uh, uh, medical equipment producers, the textile, uh, technical textile makers, all of them stepped up. I mean, and we really got this together in a, in a very, very critical period. I mean, just imagine the stakes uh, in in that period. And uh, yes, I mean, in a crisis period, you know, uh, I'm sure some mistakes were made. But my view is, by and large, we did like quite well. 
Yep, I agree with you. I think if you look at the overall picture, we did quite well. All right, guys, time to wrap today's podcast up. Uh, once again, if you are watching this on YouTube, please go into the description of the podcast. You'll find Rajiv's link, uh, Twitter handle. Please follow him on Twitter. You can also buy Rajiv and Harsh's book, A New Idea of India. I think the new preprint is coming out, uh, hopefully in yeah, very time soon. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, you can subscribe to the Charvak Podcast YouTube channel. You can like this video. You can leave your comments over there. And uh, you can also leave a rating on iTunes, Spotify, if you're an audio listener. And become a member on Patreon, on YouTube, buy the podcast merch, or give your donations to UPI. We'll see you guys next time. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. <music>